0: it's time for the daily stand-up podcast presented by agile dad with your host lee henson without any further ado let's get started This ubiquitous thing called Scrum is an oppressive tool for micromanagement. It's all about story points and velocity. It has earned the utter contempt of developers, designers, product managers, and middle managers alike. The maddening thing about it is that there are well-known solutions to all these problems, and they can be found in a concise document called the Scrum Guide. Okay, let me stop laughing for a second internally here. Um, This article was a bit extreme to me, but someone recommended it, so I thought I'd read through. And this talks about uh, why Scrum fails. And I thought it was pretty interesting because in my mind, Scrum alone does fail. I'm a certified Scrum trainer, my friend, and I said that Scrum fails by itself. I think what we need to get our head around is that Scrum is not the silver bullet. It's not the one size fits all. It's not the spandex of the agile community, right? nor would we want it to be, because most people don't look good in spandex, just saying. But the Scrum Guide is pretty clear. In fact, it points out what Scrum is and what it isn't. If you look at the Scrum Guide, it talks a lot about uh, being results-oriented. Very few of us have ever actually worked on a true Scrum team, as a Scrum Guide defines it, where there's Three to nine people who work on an individual product or service that have a designated product owner and a designated scrum master that work together to solve complex problems. You know, that sounds so good, right? It sounds like the, the product of a Calgon commercial. Calgon, take me away, right? But um, we definitely don't find ourselves working in those types of teams. Um, the truth is we have different things that we do. Uh, You can call them Scrum cults, if you will, or Scrum, you know, outside teams or whatever you want to call them. But um, when it comes to following Scrum in and of itself, it's important to understand that you have to have surrounding business agility to stand up and support your Scrum framework. Almost everyone who adopts Scrum forgets crucial elements that make it work before to even begin a single sprint. It's not about... A secular or a spiritual devotion to, you know, pray to the scrum god or goddess. It's, it's more importantly, if we think about how we're delivering value, and the deeper question, why is it that we all follow a, a framework called scrum? Yet no one actually knows or follows the process that the scrum guide defines as scrum. Interesting. So, I had, and I think this is where I see this going. I had a friend who was talking about implementing Scrum in his organization. He was so excited. And he said the thing that excited him the most was that there was a handwritten guide that was 20-something pages long that gave him the exact, thou shalt do this, thou shalt not do this. And if you do these things, you're going to be successful, and you're going to see an increase of productivity. And while it all sounded exciting and new and you know fun at first, what we quickly discovered is that um, people, people don't know how to engage when it comes to Scrum. They they don't know how to they don't know how to just they, they want a step-by-step guide. They want an IKEA manual for Scrum. And there's no such thing as the closest thing to the IKEA manual for Scrum is the Scrum guide. And a Scrum guide is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not perfect, right? And I think that we need to learn and talk about things like how is our increment interpreted um, and and how are we engaged? Are we engaging across functional teams? Is the entire scrum team accountable for what's being delivered or do we have uh, different branch offs? What are we doing about UX and uh, UI and about advanced automated testing and all these other things? I mean... I feel like if you don't understand continuous value and you don't understand Scrum, then that's probably a decent reason why you are putting yourself in a failure position. So how do we get through and understand our increment? How do we get through and build cross-functional teams that are able to attack that increment? And how do we get the teams to focus on a higher standard of accountability? All really good questions. I think part of this is we need to really have a good understanding and explanation of the difference between a cross-functional team and a non-cross-functional team. We need to have the difference between a buyer or, uh, I'm sorry, we must have the difference or understand the difference between what we're trying to deliver and how we're trying to deliver it and where accountability sits. And I think that when you're in a cross-functional team, part of this is understanding what you have deep knowledge in and where you're assisting others. And there's just so much that goes on here with regard to inaccurate estimates and inability to forecast and how do you predict your increments and how do you govern and manage your increments. And I think that all of these things are part of the Agile framework. But I guess what I'm trying to say is Agile hasn't become easier. Scrum hasn't become easier. If anything, people have pushed to make it even harder than what it actually should be. I think people forget that teams should be self-organized and self-managed, that leadership should have a dedicated responsibility of help doing everything they can to get um, certain things aligned so that there's not long delays for, for whatever product or service we're trying to build, right? Okay, so self-managing teams, self-governing teams, also incredibly important. And I think that if you think about things like the way that teams engage, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, the way the teams engage and how they deliver and what value that provides. And I think that sometimes you have to look beyond just Scrum itself or the Scrum Alliance. There are definitely some principles from design thinking and from other techniques that go into play that help you be successful. But you need to start by realizing that what you're doing is not perfect and that you can go on a path to perfection. But the odds of you hitting perfect are pretty much slim to none. I think that's when organizations understand what they're getting themselves into when they apply the 12-step program, uh, and they realize what problem they're trying to solve and why choose agile to solve the problem. Or when they come back and say um, that uh, they need a clear understanding of delineation of vision and strategy, or that they need a clear definition of all the roles and accountability so that we can get it all drawn up. I think that these are the keys that we can use. While they're not a silver bullet approach. They certainly are helpful and they certainly will give you the guidance that you need to make more critical and better decisions. That's going to do it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. If you did, make sure you let me know. If not, um, if not, you know, let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover and we can certainly cover it here on the as an app podcast episode. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.